everyone. Welcome to the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast, where mistakes are welcome, nothing is off limits, and growth is inevitable. I am Sharissa Wood. I'm Brittany Simon. And we are putting our brains together to bring you the tools you need to elevate your hygiene practice, build amazing team culture, and provide patients with the very best care. Our mission is to help empower and equip every hygienist to practice purposeful, profitable hygiene. We look to guide you on your journey towards career fulfillment by providing support, collaboration, and community to our profession. As two of the top producing hygienists in the country, we know firsthand that these things lead to sustainable and fulfilling practice and the happy side effect of high profitability. So let's get to it. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast. Today, I'm really, really excited to be here with an incredible woman who I believe we are now blessed to officially have in the dental space. And I say that because Bulletproof Dental Practice team and hygiene have been graced to have her as our partner, um, our consultant, and our MC at our last Bulletproof Summit officially. So really, really thankful to have Carissa Kuchis here, KK here with us this evening. And I just want to give a little background for those of you who maybe aren't familiar with her amazing personality and presence. Um, She is a national speaker, a professional host, and entrepreneur. She has a background in organizational influence, and she blends communication theory with human psychology to people across the globe in living a life to true fulfillment. She's brought her high energy training to over 1,500 events for companies like Fox Sports, Salesforce.com, the NFL, Zoom Video Communications, the Ellen DeGeneres Show, Ace Hardware, Keller Williams, Beauty Counter, Equinox, New York Life, Marriott Hotels, and Bar 3 Fitness, the list goes on. Um, She's also a nationwide trainer for Tony Robbins and the director of a new women's personal growth brand with Tony, Unleash Her Power Within. Um, People often describe KK with words like firecracker, energized, bold and electric. And in the few opportunities that I've had to interact with KK, I will say that I absolutely got this impression. And that is what has kind of stayed with me over a long period of time. So I'm really, really thankful to have you here tonight with us, KK. Really thankful that you've allotted some time to be here and that we get to spend quality time together. We don't often get this opportunity. And what I think I'm most thrilled about tonight, and I'll let you speak, I promise I'll let you interject, and I can't wait to get to what you have to say, um, but I'm especially thrilled tonight that so many hygienists, dentists, and office managers, other dental professionals on our platform are going to have an opportunity to be in on this conversation, because whenever I see uh, a relatively young woman who's working with giants in so many different industries, who clearly has massive positive influence on so many people in, in professional settings, I immediately just get curious about what things in your life you have intentionally designed to get where you are today, because these things, as we know, don't happen on accident. So um, I don't know if I shared this with you, but Bulletproof Hygiene is doing a series about badass women in dentistry, because in my opinion, you know, we as hygienists have a lot of opportunities for continuing education. And for the most part, we know the clinical things and the new research is just a click away for us. It's constantly at our disposal and at our fingertips. But in my 10 years of experience in our profession, I've really come to know that we generally have have very little opportunity to hear about some of the things that I consider to be peripheral or some of us consider to be peripheral, but but that are actually, in my opinion, crucial for our effectiveness and success as clinicians. So some of these things, you know, range from our mindsets, our routines, self-care, mental health, personal wellness, vision, planning, goal setting and smashing, aka how to be a badass. Those are the things we don't get to hear a lot about. So before I keep talking, let's start with the most important question, and that is, how are you doing today? 
I am just so grateful to be here. And honestly, just hearing you do the intro of this, I have just like, you know, the feels in your, in my heart that there are so many people in different places and spaces, and I can't meet you at the cornerstone of like dentistry and hygiene, but I can meet you at um, that common denominator of the human side. And so I'm really excited today to just have this raw convo with you about life, about um, some common practices that all of us can explore, add in, um, and be a bit more present to that can help everyone live just a life of deeper fulfillment and a bit more joy and spunk and whatever it is we're all searching and longing for. That's awesome. Thank you so much. And I, I want to start with kind of for me, what would be maybe the initiator or part of a, a large part of your journey, and correct me if I'm wrong, from maybe where you started in your career to where you are now. And that has to do with, um, I wanted to ask you about what are what are the events that led you to become working with Tony Robbins essentially. So how did you, how did that journey evolve and what led you into that position? I think the greatest first answer I could give to tee this all up is following the internal yes button. I don't know where in my journey I had this instinct for yes, but it started so long ago. And I know so many people who have an instinct for no an opportunity pops up or a door opens or there's a possibility floating around in the air. I know so many people that's first instinct is, you know, no or not now or maybe later. And for me, if it was like a remote possibility, I was like hunting it down. And so there wasn't ever a strategic design. You know, it was never little me being like, oh, this is exactly what I want to do when I was older. In fact, I still don't know what I want to do when I get older, but my internal yes button led me down a path um, in a very short time. I mean, I've only been on planet earth for 28 years going on 29. So it's been a short, short time, um, but it led me to a lot of interesting experiences. You know, before Tony, I had a very tiny, tiny career. I um, played college softball and I stayed to get my master's in organizational communication. I ended up working in college athletics, um, but a ton of random experiences there, like hosting the morning show uh, for our local news station. I was like an in-game host for Division I uh, basketball. I was like running all of the sales, marketing, and promotions and uh, sponsorships. Like just, a, I sold shoes, just a random collection of stuff. Um, post that was working in experiential marketing in Chicago. And when you take all of these experiences and put them in a blender, it's so funny how God or universe or however you, you know, whatever you're into works. When I look at what I do today, it's a little medley of all these random things that I just said yes to that kind of popped up as an opportunity. And I was willing, I was really willing and really, really open before I even gained an awareness of what life meant. Um, which is really just the last couple of years, I started to learn more about that. But I would say what got me here today was an internal yes button and being willing to not know the destination, but really enjoying that, that ride of life. I love that. And what do you think about people who have like a, a stronger no instinct? Um, do you think that learning to have a yes instinct is possible? Like, is that something that can be learned? Or you think that's yes. kind of and rigid. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, absolutely. This is probably one of the greatest passions of my life is helping people realize that you are so not the behavior you've practiced um, so many times. You know, we as humans are really a collection of the thoughts and behaviors and actions that you've displayed in life most often. Therefore, you're most comfortable there because you have the most reps with it. Therefore, you're really good at it. It's the same way if you're a basketball player and you're um, doing a three-point shot and you practice it enough times, you're going to get good at that three-point shot. Let's say that three-point shot was you saying no, or you worrying about something, or you having anxiety. The more you practice that shot, that anxiety, that worry, that, that no, the better you get at it. So you and if you judge yourself for having that, you're really judging yourself for your mind and body doing what it's supposed to do, which is you know, whatever you practice. And mm-hmm. so, that's such a great entry point to this pod. And by the way, I am a collection of people with amazing wisdom that have been gracious enough to extend it to me. So, pretty much nothing I say is like a self created idea, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's just a collection of people that have taught me. But a great entry point for the rest of this discussion is that. Regardless if you, you know, what position you work in or what role you play in life, if there are parts of you in your moments of radical honesty, middle of the night, waking up in the morning, it's quiet, there's a thought in your mind about who you are and who you've been and somewhere deep inside, you know, you could be something else or you have a little dream on your heart. It's absolutely possible to decondition a program or a pattern or a mental way of thinking, being acting and practice something new, like that newness. I just, I hope everyone can feel from the deepest place in my heart. It's not like only possible for some people. It's really genuinely possible for everyone. It just takes a sincere intent and desire. Right. So you think it's as simple as changing the pattern, kind of like shocking yourself out of the muscle memory of no, and just choosing to say yes, despite not knowing how the parish is going to land or what the journey is going to look like or what the end result is going to be. Do you think it's that simple as just start saying yes? Well, so the word simple is interesting because it depends on the simplest things can be so hard, Um, but I think it can be kind. And a mentor of mine says often there's a kinder way And I think allowing yourself, like sometimes that fear is, is a resistance to something that could be so good. So just allowing yourself to, you know, experience it. Like it's almost just a very subtle shift in perspective. Um, It's a very subtle shift in allowing things to flow and you'll start to notice that the first place that I started to practice this in my own life was where I had so much resistance. And I think for a lot of people, if you're like badass women in dentistry, you're probably pushing some limits. You're probably doing some things that other people haven't done. If you're anything like me, you're like a go-getter, push, push, push. And for so much of my career, I operated from that intensity and then a shift happened where my yes got so much bigger. My yes got so much kinder. My yes got so much easier. And that was when I started to have a a softer experience. You know, an opportunity would come up and it maybe wasn't exactly what I was expecting and old me would have pushed against it. And now I kind of flow with it and I feel it out. And I'm, I'm more of in a dance and a relationship with like the universe of like, what are you bringing me? What could this be? What magic could this turn into? And it takes it from like, is this going to be the thing that explodes my career into a let's have fun with this really cool game of life and kind of let some miracles and some magic be exposed. 
Got it. So it sounds like a little bit of letting go of control. Yeah. And really knowing what the journey might be and knowing, you know, the destination is leading. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, who are we to be sitting in this planet that a star burned so bright 13.8 billion years ago? It exploded, Mm -hmm. it created Earth. And we're here on Earth trying to decide what exactly our career needs to look like and the exact amount of money we should make and the exact partner that's this height with these, this kind of fashion style and treats his mom like that. We're just trying to pick out everything. And it's like, who are we to think that we're the ones that get to decide that? What if there's a force so much bigger that is percolating this beautiful experience for us, but we don't have our eyes open to see it because we're busy with our head down writing in our journal exactly what it needs to look like, you know, like allow the experience to flow, allow yourself to be so inspired by life, wowed by life, in awe by life. And also when you're operating from that place, like it's just so light and fun and airy and it's magnetizing. Like people want to be around people like that. And that's honestly how, you know, I think for so many of us, opportunities come our way because we don't have motives. We're just in it to see what life brings to us. Right. Right. Well, that's definitely a different perspective. And I think going to be helpful for a lot of people to consider. I think that's the opposite of what people expect to hear when we start talking about how to cultivate like high levels of success is like, we think structure, we think rigid, we think organized, methodical, we think intentional, and we think control. And so I think that that's probably a breath of fresh air and relief for a lot of people who are listening. I also like the idea of the blend. I think when you can practice this lighter approach, and by the way, it's extremely feminine and it's, Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful. It's the gift that we have. If this podcast, if there's a lot of women, I'm sure we have some gents and, you know, other people identifying in all sorts of ways, but the feminine is, if you think of the ocean, it's so beautiful, gorgeous and flowy. And then we have this storm, you know, you and I are both in Florida and Mm -hmm. we just have this crazy hurricane. Just want to give love to anybody that's affected by that. But at the same time, the ocean is, it can be destructive. It can be powerful. It can be forceful. It can take control. So all these things that we're talking about right now, I think if you're missing that feminine and you're only operating from force and control, then at the end of the day, you probably feel so tight. Something goes wrong. You can't handle it because you've designed it in a structure and it's supposed to be a very certain way. Mm -hmm. So it's a really great combination when you can include both, when you can operate from this place of, of grace and flow and that feminine, and then you can combine it with your amazing, powerful actions, going after what you want. There's an, there's an opportunity floating out there and you grab it and you take it and you say yes to it. When you're operating from both now, you know, you're, you are a magnet drawing to you the greatest creations that you could ever dream up in your mind, period. Mm-hmm. I love it. So I want to kind of switch a little bit here and touch on the fact that on Instagram, I'm going to refer to your Instagram yeah. here and I will, I will plug your handle at the end. I would love if people would follow you and kind of get to know you a little more after the podcast, but on Instagram, you share a lot of, you know, things like time lapses and photographs of you journaling and exercising, you know, taking ice baths, you're traveling, you're leading women and men through these transformational experiences and classes. Um, I see a lot of your dog and so forth. I'm bringing this up is because I know that, you know, a lot of, a lot of people think that speakers or people who are successful business people often will jump on the stage and be flawless and charismatic and highly effective 
in communication and in influencing people and that that's just who you naturally are. Just because something comes more naturally to you or someone else doesn't mean that there's no preparation or work or that it's not intentional. So I kind of want to ask about what some of the more intentional or I don't want to say rigid, but the more structured parts of your routine are. And I'm assuming that some of those things are part of your routine, but I'm wondering if you can get kind of specific with us about what your daily routine looks like on a normal day. Yes, I definitely believe in ritual over necessarily like the morning routine, night routine. I've seen so many successful people in business that I've even learned from as mentors that talk about, you know, certain time you wake up and then you've got this time allotted for this and this time allotted for this. And I'm sure you can already tell by my energy on this podcast that I appreciate much more of a flow state Mm -hmm. than that rigidity, rigidness. Mm -hmm. So I believe in rituals and here's what I, here's what I stand for in my own life is time set aside every single day, twice a day for nourishment of my mind, uh, my body and my spirit. And so I giggle at the Instagram comment because yeah, my Instagram is a collection of like literally just me journaling or like playing with the dogs or what, what not. And that's one part of my life. And then the other part of my life, you know, is on stages or whatnot or supporting different events and things. And I hardly show that side because I think my, my inner world in my heart makes up 80% of my life. And so every morning I'm touching on those three categories, mind, body, soul, you know, mind is some type of enrichment of my mind, whether that is, I read a ton. So a lot of books and I really follow whatever calls my heart. My body is all my nourishment. So really taking that seriously. I think it wasn't until um, maybe a year ago or so that my health, like I kind of understood it, but it just went to another stratosphere. And I appreciate my body because we get this body to live this human experience. So I take care of my body as a way of taking care of my soul. So um, morning nourishment, you know, whether that's a green juice or some supplements or some vitamins and really taking care of like my skin and hydrating and all of that. Um, And then soul is really my connection with something greater than myself. So I do a lot of journaling to connect with that uh, voice inside of me, Um, you know, prayer, meditation, whatever that is. But I always hit those three categories. And the point that I want to drive home for people is, you know, there were seasons for me where I would write up this, you know how it goes, especially as women, we get so pumped up on like a Sunday, we're going to change our lives starting Monday you know, and we get everything ready and we write down a list of the eight things we're going to do in the morning and it's the meal prep, the food, and it's going to hit the gym at six and blah, blah, blah. And something happens and we don't hit it. And then there's that moment where we look in the mirror and we're like, I didn't do it again. It's not even that I effed up. I effed up again. And that's Mm -hmm. even worse than effing up the first time is letting yourself down again and again, especially for the 35th time. If you've been on this journey for six years of personal growth, trying to nail the morning routine. So at some point I had this, this realization, I guess, that it's the sincere commitment every single day to hit the buckets. So what are the buckets? Those buckets for me are mind, body, soul. That is, you know, whether that's a journal, a, um, a nourishment for, for the body, and then a nourishment for the soul, mind, body, soul. I'm going to hit those at some point every day. And then I also really believe your morning starts at night. So I do a lot of my more routine elements at night, um, just kind of prepping for the evening. If you really want to get tactical, you know, I have salt lamps all throughout my house. So when the sun goes down, I don't do any overhead lighting just to help my circadian rhythm. 
pretty into biohacking. So I'll keep really natural um, levels of light and maybe drink like a nighttime tea. I've got a couple of brands that I like to help just get me ready for bed, some red light therapy. I might journal again if I want to, but really just like cleansing off the day, always, you know, rinse off in the shower, wash the day away. And then by the time I go to bed, you know, I'm so I'm ready for the next day because I've taken care of myself at night. And that was the thing I did not hit until, you know, a couple of years ago. And my morning would be all off, you know, because I didn't support myself the evening before. So I guess to put the pin in that, I believe in rituals. I think we all have something that if we can hit the bucket, it doesn't have to be the same every day because you've got kids and you've got a crazy work schedule. One day you might have off and you want to rest and sleep in or whatnot. Uh, but I think really figuring out what supports you, your soul, your body, your life, and then making sure you're, you have a dedication to those pieces because they make, you know, you, you. Right. I love that because it's, it is ritualistic. It is still, there's still some structure and some repetition and there are, there are like bare ass minimums almost every day for these buckets. Yeah. It sounds like, but it just doesn't have to be the same. So, I mean, for a person like me, I have ADHD. So, so doing the same exact thing every day can be helpful, but is also very, very difficult and unlikely to happen. So I very much relate to what you're talking about, about having a certain amount of structure and a certain amount of flexibility and the ability to choose how to fill the bucket today. That keeps it interesting, keeps your mind kind of changing, evolving, kind of makes you more comfortable in that almost like discomfort of life of like the unknown and and the the knowing some things, but saying yes anyway, and kind of going with the flow of it. I kind of like how it seems like your whole life is sort of structured that way. That's yeah. Right. There's also a shift from the, the routine, the linking of morning routine to success. This is interesting. I've never spoken this out loud, but it's just kind of floating through my body right now. The linking of morning routine to success puts pressure on the routines as if they equate to success. And it almost makes those pieces less fun mm. where I'm at the point I'm at, which is not, I'm still very much in the infancy of development and a bun in the oven, but all of those routine pieces are now the most fun parts of my life. And so mm. where before it was like, you got to wake up and hit the gym at six and you're just like, you know, people, I, I think of those motivational Instagram reels where it's like, you don't want to go, go. And I totally used to treat myself like that. And now I have so much fun, you know, multiple nights of the week, I go to yoga at night. Some days I wake up and I do a, a morning walk and, you know, like I'm so, I don't even relate to the part of me that what used to push from that state of grind now mm -hmm. it's like all enjoying, enjoying it. Like I grew a garden in my backyard because I want to chop my own vegetables and nourish my body. And it's just like, it's made it so fun to take care of myself. And here's the thing, when you feel good, oh my God, you, your mind is clearer. You feel better. Like things could be falling apart but you feel so clean, energetically clear, so good, so healthy that just nothing else compares. Like it is literally the foundation of your entire life, full throttle. Completely. I've, I've experienced that like in regards to, especially in regards to physical health and leading to brain health and loss of the brain fog and the fatigue and all the things that go along with the lack of self-care and the lack of personal nurturing. You know, it's like when those things disappear, 
it's it managing or evolving through or being completely present become all things that are a lot more feasible, I think, in any situation. Yeah. Um, I do ask you about um, how rigid or flexible would you say filling your buckets are or is when you are doing something that's out of your norm? And for you, actually, this may be a norm traveling, I was going to say, or being under the weather or being in a situation that's out of your comfort zone. Um, what does, you know, do you forego, you know, going to the gym, eating well, um, taking care of your sleep routine when you are out of your comfort zone or out of your home? Or what does that look like for you? How rigid or flexible are those things for you? I'd say I, if you ask me rigid versus flexible, I'm like pretty much 99% in the flexible category. That's mm-hmm. just like how I operate in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. Traveling is rather, you know, normal for me. But I'd actually say I need to double down on several things when I'm traveling to make sure that I don't, you know, just um, get into a state where I need to repair myself when I get home. You know, I've I've had that experience so often where I travel and I get home and then I'm like, I need two weeks to reset, recalibrate the body. And Mm -hmm. I had this moment where I realized I'm like, what am I doing that's causing that? And, and I'm not really someone that like hits the gym in that way. And I could, because I do so many, like I might want to take a class or really into those, my yoga experiences. And it kind of blends the heart and, you know, into it. Um, But when I'm traveling, I really just walk number one, um, but I double down in all my new, my nourishment, my nutrition. So really making sure I'm on it because I don't have a kitchen where I could just pop in and grab snacks. Mm -hmm. And so I, I am that person that packs my suitcase like with you know ziplocs of supplements and snacks and like really good protein and really clean foods and I'll and this is you know interesting just you know, this is something super random that I focused on in my life but I am so specific about my what it, what ingredients are included in my foods I was never like this until until I was eating healthy for so long and still experiencing some of the health things that were a detriment to my success, to my interactions with my life and other people, you know, like the brain fog or like the bloating or like the spontaneous breakouts and stuff. And I was eating quote, quote, healthy. Um, but like just so much like greenwashing, you finally look at the label. Once you educate yourself on foods and you see that it has like natural flavors and like xanthan gum and just seed oils and just all of this Mm. horrible, excuse my French crap that we have in, especially in the U S pumped into our food. And it, we think that we are eating something that is nourishing us. And the moment I made this switch, I kid you not. Now I, it's everything. It's, it's the almond milk that you get that you think is so healthy. Even if it's from a health food store, you look at it and it's just pumped with shit. It should just be almonds. That should be mm-hmm. the only ingredient is almonds and water. Mm-hmm. And now, um, and how that relates to travel is like all of the snacks that I pack. Like I try not to eat like snacky foods. I try to have whole foods when I'm at home. But when I travel, I have found the most incredible lineup of like foods that I just stock up in my suitcase. And so when I am traveling, I am just eating, like just leaning on those. And it keeps me so sharp. I just had a trip two weekends ago and I felt even better than I did at home. And so just that lesson of like, while I'm traveling, I think I double down on my nourishment. Um, 
And journaling is just a practice that's become just a daily, you know, a daily ritual at this point. So I'm kind of always doing that. I call that like a hall of famer. It's a hall of fame, but I don't have to like force myself to get it in. It's just kind of like breathing at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, But I really honor those two things and like my relationship, you know, my spiritual relationship and um, that, that keeps me going. But in general, I think as women, we can use, we can use more flow you just have to coach yourself and make sure you're not using flow as an excuse to be like, I'm sore today. So therefore I'll eat, you know, this and I'll, you know, mistreat myself in this way because I'm flowing, quote, quote. Mm-hmm. We really have to be polished and poised with what that means to each of us. Right. I think for a lot of people, maybe flow can mean I feel like I don't want to do this today. So maybe I won't. Or I feel like I do want to do this today and maybe I will. Um, so I think maybe the point could be, I don't want to be ruled by my emotions as they flow in different directions every single day, but be, you know, maybe more so intuition and that spiritual guidance that you're mentioning and and different influences can kind of guide the flow a little bit, keep it within parameters. Yeah. There's also a great phrase that um, a gal that I've worked with for several years now, she uses quite a bit and it's options and choices. And um, Tony uses this language at his health events, but options and choices is it's a great way to, if you want to unravel flow, it's not like, do I want to, or do I not want to, but here's my menu of ways that I can achieve X outcome. If my outcome is emotional health and that could be journaling, or that could be meditation, or that could be prayer. It could be, especially for those of us with like ADHD and stuff. If you're like, if it's boring, you do the same thing every day. Well, here's my, op- here's my menu of ways I can achieve outcome let me pick whatever I want today and it keeps it fresh and fun and um you know and supports you supports this gift that you have with the body in this gift that you have which is the life experience I love that I love that so earlier you know during your introduction I kind of mentioned um things that we typically consider to be peripheral to people's success and what I have seen in, in people's success is everyone's, you know, quote unquote routines and their, their rigidity in their routines and the morning rituals and all the things have a different levels of, I don't know, different levels of rigidity. They vary like greatly, you know, some of them are similar, some of them are different, some of them are rigid, some of them are flexible, you know, um, I am just wondering what you think about how important your rituals are regarding your success, because to me, it seems indirect, but I think that it's totally direct. Like I know that when I show up, you know, five out of seven days for yoga and meditation for myself, that equals that I am a different person when I show up to work. So it might not seem related, but in my opinion, it is. So I'm wondering about, you know, what do you think the influence of these practices is on your level of success when functioning in your profession or your career? I think it is everything. I think your career and your life external of you is 100% secondary to your relationship with yourself. Like mm-hmm. every scenario, uh, I don't have kids yet. I do have two amazing dogs that I feel like are my kids. And even for, for them, my, my, to me, my children, my relationship and my inner world is still priority number one. And with Tony, we have a women's uh, self-development brand. And that is like an eight week program that is the journey from who you've been to who you are. And the cornerstone of that is a new level of awareness. And the awareness is simply how you view life and the health that you have with your like, you know, disease, whatever, dis-ease inside the body. 
Mm-hmm. If you rid yourself of that in the mind and you have a healthy mind, you have a nourished mind. So for you, one, one um, input that you're giving yourself at yoga, that experience that's helping you get a bit more centered, that's helping you, you know, yoga is such a great practice of, um, you know, experiencing life in a different way. That's one avenue for you to experience that. But I believe when you're, when you are clear minded, it is, it's such a different experience of life completely. I think it's the most important thing anyone can do. And I've found in my own life experience, the same exact situation, nothing changes with it. A a week prior, it could be giving me the most stress, the most pain. I could be like on the brink of wanting to leave it, end it. And, and then I have a change in me. I bring a different part of me to the table, a different part of me to the equation, a clear minded self, a loving self, a kind self, um, where I'm tuned in, tapped into myself. I feel good. It's that, that endorphin high when that part of me comes to the table, all of a sudden, the thing that gave me so much stress last week, so much stress a second ago, I now love, I now feel like it is a gift. So when you ask yourself the question, why, what changed? I changed my mind changed. And when I change, it's now a different dynamic with whatever it is I'm interacting with in the world. You know, I think um, if I could give one gift of a learning that I've gotten in my life, um, it, you know, take it for what it is. Cause I'm, you know, very, I'm at the infancy of my journey in life, but I've learned we are all in amidst a highly specialized curriculum in life, in, you know, this life school, whatever for our own inner enlightenment or awakening or realization of what matters and who we are. And so I look at life like that. I look at life with a curiosity. What could come next? What's going to happen next moment? What's going to pop up in my phone or in my email or what invitation is going to come? And when I don't get lost in the humaning and, you know, I don't know if this video goes anywhere, but I look at it like this, like I'm all I'm in the human experience, just getting lost. I'm totally lost. And I have no idea what's going on. But when I take a breath and step back and I remember that, that I'm here in this life thing and I, if my eyes are really, really open and I'm aware that life is bringing me this curriculum, these learnings, these interactions, these blessings to teach me something, then now I'm back in the driver's seat and I'm in control and these situations are no longer coming at me. They're there for me. Um, I, it's a cooperation of me with life to learn something, to realize something and to ultimately bring new parts of me to the table. And it makes life really worth living and like, honestly, really fun. And yeah, I think it's the most important thing we can do is, uh, work on our, our mental, uh, well-being. I love that. And I a hundred percent agree. And a hundred percent of what you just said resonates with me totally, totally. And that has been my experience my, in my short time here as well has been my experience. Definitely. Um, I want to ask to kind of give listeners a voice here because I know what questions I want to ask. And so that's what I'm doing right now. But I'm guessing that a lot of the questions that you are asked most often, a lot of people who are listening have the same questions. So what are some of the most common questions people ask you? And what are your answers to those questions? Like if you could pick a few, a handful of FAQs and answer them in a nutshell, what would they be? (laughs) Okay, I'll think of some and then maybe you rapid fire me some too. I'll stop you can see a second one because you know your audience so well, you know. Um, I would say um one thing that we've already touched on, but it's just popping up for me. So I'm just gonna follow it, is 
it can really happen for me though. That, that thought, can it really actually happen for me though? It's great to listen to this podcast and hear this chick on the hygiene podcast talking about flowing through life and embracing it. And, you know, life is a teacher and, and, you know, what a fun way to look at it. Right. And you feel really good. And, you know, like little butterflies are flying around when you're listening to it. And then the podcast, you shut it off and then you go back to life and that biatch that you work with said that thing. And then boom, you're right back in to your, your vampire mode where you turn into this gremlin and then two hours hours later, you're like, damn, I remember that podcast where she was talking about flowing and, you know, that's a really great thing to think, but it must not really be possible for me. Mm-hmm. And I would say right now, if you're, if you're, you are listening to this right now, you're listening to this, which means that life percolated its magic to guide you to this episode for a specific reason. And if all you did was shift your awareness to start to look at what life is bringing you, then now you're opening the door to a path of discovery where you get to be the searcher and the seeker and and the curious one that gets to find your path. And yeah, you might get lost every couple hours or so and have to remind yourself, holy smack, I got stuck in the doing. I got stuck in the humaning. Let me get back. Let me get back to my center. Mm -hmm. The gift is in... The gift is in the acknowledgement and the awareness of what life is bringing. So use this podcast, use the fact that you listened to this or that you stumbled upon Brit and then found her pod and that happened whatever a year ago and you're still here today. How did those dots align in that way that now we met each other and I got to get interactive with Bulletproof and now I'm connecting with the hygiene community. Like it's it's crazy that the dots aligned in this way. And so looking at it like that, using today as a catalyst, what does this lead to? What does this take you to next? What opportunity? What conversation? And always bringing yourself back to the moment that you gain awareness. So can it really happen for me though? Question mark. What that really says, if you go a bit deeper, it's a layer of fear of an unknown life experience. You've practiced a certain way of experiencing your life so much that it's so familiar that your mind, your body, your gut doesn't know anything new. So it's searching to grab onto a familiar thought, which is the thought that keeps you stuck in a life that you've practiced living. Mm -hmm. And if you want a new life, you've got to be, you can't just let it fly to you. You got to participate in that. You got to go get it. You got to say, what do I want? Let me go seek and find and search and get into this thing. Let me find the next podcast. Let me, you know, go grab that book. You know, you're following my gram and I've got my journaling thing and I post a book recommendation. Go get it. Go search it. Go find it. Be, be like a stallion. You know, when you see those videos in slow-mo on social media where that stallion is like galloping and like their hair's blowing and you're watching it and you're just like, fuck, that is so inspiring. Like we, we can be like in the pursuit of our life. So I hope that's just a visual picture you can keep in your mind when you get stuck in that thought of, yeah, that can happen for that, you know, random chick that came on the pod. No, I'm the stallion in an aggressive pursuit of my own inner freedom. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you embody that belief for yourself as well, you're now a participant in, in this beautiful life instead of just a recipient of life. 
I love it. So yes, it is possible for me, for you. I, I want to kind of backtrack and revisit something that you mentioned, and that is that, you know, maybe a few minutes or hours or days after someone hears this pod and they're inspired and they feel like, wow, they want to make a change. And then they have an interaction with that biatch at work, or they get yeah. a trigger, there's an event. Like, I want to acknowledge that those things are always there for me. Like I can't, you know, and I know that they're there for everyone. You know, there's always the the person who triggers, who there's always the thing we're afraid of yeah. is the sadness. There are always events that don't match up with what your expectation of how the day was going to go was originally, you know, and I just think it's really important to say like, okay, in those situations, what is, what is the homework? Like some of the things that Chris has mentioned, you know, behind the scenes or, or what's going to help determine how your reaction or your response or the new you is going to kind of take root and own that situation differently in the future, walk through that situation differently in the future. Um, but it's definitely not an absence of those things. So I think a lot of people think like, oh, my life isn't perfect. Guess it didn't happen for me. Like, that's definitely not realistic, you know? And I think that maybe that's not something that we say to ourselves out loud or even consciously, but I think that it may be um, a, a belief or impression that a lot of people have is like, if my life is going this way, then then I obviously haven't made it. I, I clearly can't be successful because of look at all these variables around me, you know, the variables are always there. And I think that it's kind of like the evolution, like changing our routine, changing the things we do behind closed doors eventually will change us in the way that we walk through those scenarios. So it's not an absence of those scenarios. Totally. There's a quote that I either read or heard. So unfortunately I can't quote it because I can't recall where it came from. Um, but it is things will be okay when you're okay with what is, when you're okay with the things, things will be okay once you're okay with the things or something of that nature. Mm -hmm. And it comes from one of, um, so I've had a collection of amazing mentors. And if you're looking for places to start, you can, Tony Robbins is an amazing um, resource. He's got everything for every part of your life that you want to dive into. And it's, it's an incredible place to start. Uh, Byron Katie is another teacher that's completely transformed my thought process. I'm going to come back to her in just a moment. Um, Jeff Foster is an amazing writer. If you're someone that's lived through some shit, you should pick up his book, um, Falling in Love with um, uh, the Way Things Are, something of that nature. It's an amazing book. It's written poetry style, but it's just so, so good. Um, and then... Um, uh, the this book living untethered and there's so many more I could I could come up with but I think those are great starting places and I want to um I want to go into Byron Katie who has contributed to my life in such a profound way and she is all about your suffering your pain your sadness your victimhood your you know anger all of those emotions, if you put them in a blender, you know what I'm talking about. It's the not good stuff opposed to the good feeling. Whenever you're stuck in the not good feeling, oftentimes it's because we're resisting whatever it is. We're arguing with what reality is telling us. So we all have, you know, um, that, that person, that situation, that thing that just Fs us up. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. The moment you hear their name, it just, it sends poison through your body. The moment you encounter that scenario, it's chills down your spine. You know, we all have the thing and that thing can be your next greatest teacher. I had this thing in my life. My most recent one was like six months ago. 
where it would just send me in a spiral. I'd become Mm -hmm. someone that I, you know, really, really don't like. Um, And it was a human. And anytime I'd even have to engage with or hear of, it would just F me up. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I remembered that this is a teacher for me. This is an amazing teacher for me because if I can experience this without feeling our bodies are so crazy, you feel it in your body. It pops up in like your gut. It's a big lump in your throat. Like it's an internal feeling you have. And Mm -hmm. so I said, wow, what if I could get to the place where the same stimulus doesn't produce the response in me that's growth. And so I learned and said, that is a teacher. And I started to engage with it, recognizing what, what can I learn from this? You know, what's this popping up in me? What am I showing up as because of this external thing? How can I see that as a mirror to find out what in me can I work through, grow through, breathe through? And then eventually, you know, six months later, here I am, the same scenario could pop up. I have no residual emotional baggage stuck in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, that's how, that's how everything is, whether it's a divorce and that, that person you can't stand, or it's um, a situation you're encountering. They're all really incredible gifts. The things that bring you pain are really the things that end up liberating you and can be the greatest teachers in your life. And eventually you're going to have a crap ton of appreciation for those things. If you mm-hmm. really, you really look at them with a desire to let them serve you. Yeah, I think I think it's important to acknowledge too that the crap ton of appreciation for those things doesn't come by way of denial and denying that those things are happening and denying that you feel that way about that person, denying that you're having that experience. Like for me, the way the way to like process and no longer be stuck in a in an emotion that doesn't serve me and in in a headspace that doesn't serve me is to really lean into it instead of smushing it down and covering it up or telling myself I'm wrong for feeling that or thinking that or whatever, because for me, the only way is through. Like I have to look at the thought. I look at the emotion. I ask questions. I get curious and lean in. And that's, that can be really uncomfortable. It can be really painful. It can feel like the opposite of what needs to happen to then that and move forward as in a different, with a different experience. Yeah, you're bringing up such um, amazing, amazing points. There's in the yoga, I know you just mentioned you do yoga, but in the yogic tradition, there's this thing called a sanskara, which is basically a stored energy pattern in the body. So for Mm -hmm. a lot of people, myself included, when I didn't have the awareness or the learning, which all of you have now that you're listening to the podcast, the awareness or learning when something happens like that, that's your get the moment you feel that tension in your body about something, it's the signal that immediately you get to flow through that, work through that, release that, go into it, get curious, Mm -hmm. like explore the thought. Otherwise it literally gets stuck in your body, push Mm -hmm. down, 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 and you're carrying it with you forever. And so something similar, that's not even the same scenario can pop up. And then your body remembers an old energy pattern. And then you've got, you know, hundreds, whatever thousands stored inside your body. Mm -hmm. And you really want to get rid of those things. And the way you get rid of them is to honor them, flush them out, work through them in the moment without denying them and shoving them into like, Oh, I'll get to that later. You know, 20 years go by, you've never addressed that thing. It's really Mm -hmm really going into it, like getting into it, like be the stallion that soars into the experience. That's a little bit tough because you know, your liberation, your freedom is on the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, um, moving forward, like we've covered a lot of, I think really important ground here. Um, so maybe we've already answered this question, but my next question was, 
what do you wish that people would know to do in order to help themselves? Like what do you feel, what what is something that you believe if more people realized they would be able to use as a tool to help themselves in life just in general? Mm. I would say I would say loving life as it is and not as you think it should be. Mm. And Tony, who's my greatest mentor. I mean, I don't even remember life before I met that man and his wife, Sage. They've mm. been incredible people to me, like a second set of parents. And, you know, he always says, trade your expectations for appreciation and your entire life will change. Mm-hmm. And for so many people we, we have or have had just this expectation of what life should look like and what this relationship should look like. And it should be like this, and I should be parenting like this. And my career should be like this and should, 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 should. And life should be so much different than it is. And your eyes aren't open to the beauty and the gift right in front of you. And when you look at life with a new pair of eyes of appreciation, um, put your God goggles on, right? Like God equal love. What would love say about this? How do you really act from that place? You start to see life with a whole new eye of beauty and it starts to help you appreciate um, and honor the gift that that life is instead of wishing it away for some future moment. It's honoring the here and the now and the present. I love that. Love that. Um, if you could lay anything to people in the dental profession about how we can make our own lives and the lives of those around us potentially, but specifically our own lives better, what would that be? Like, is there anything that pertains specifically to dentistry that you think that we could do to make our lives better? Um, So the dentistry industry has been so good to me. I just, I just kind of got involved in this, whatever, how many months ago now? Yeah. We all started four months. (laughs) It was so fun. Earlier this year. (laughs) The amazing Bulletproof team took me in like one of their own. And I had the privilege of attending um, the Bulletproof Summit. And it was such a radical experience because I go to this event where so many people are going for their continued education, going in with the belief that here I'm going to learn about, you know, dental industry, or maybe I don't even want to come, but I had to to get my whatever. Mm -hmm. And then the cornerstone of that is about fulfillment. And about this life, savoring this precious, joyous, beautiful life that we have, which is the world I come from, right? Which is kind of the personal discovery and and growth and that commitment to your own inner evolution. And the fact that Bulletproof blends these, blends this, you know, gift that you have to help people with their smile and their oral hygiene and their health. That's so freaking important for the human experience. But then also having the the awareness that your life your happiness your fulfillment is number one and blending these two worlds is like it was the greatest gift it just totally shook me to see like grown-ass men walk in thinking they're there for one thing and then like leaving in tears like it was just mind-blowing so I think for all of us um and I'm excited to be part of this family now I think it's just a remembering that we we are all assigned a corner of the garden, a little pocket of the universe that is ours to transform. Mm-hmm. And no space 
is too tiny. Like, you know, I'm not over here thinking I'm not Tony Robbins. I'm not going to know if it's, if it's three people, if it's my neighbor down the street, you know, we all have our little tiny world that we get to pour our love into, pour our light into. So whether that is the person on the phone that you're calling to make sure they're coming to their appointment or, you know, it's your child or it's your significant other that you really haven't looked in the eye, you know, a couple of weeks have gone by and you haven't spent time with each other. It's just remembering we all have our part of the world that we get to contribute to. And don't forget it. Don't, don't think you're too small or too late or not enough or all of those lies we tell ourselves, savor the moment, contribute, serve, give, contribute more love than, um, than you need to receive because giving is receiving anyway and make the world a more beautiful place because we need it now more than ever. And we are the only stewards of that. Very true. Very true. Um, before we kind of wrap things up, is there anything else that you feel so inspired to share with us that I haven't yet asked or anything that you wanted to comment before we wrapping up here? I think I'd like to just honor the listeners. I'm super pumped. You know, I have not been on a podcast for, I don't know, two years. And so when you asked me this, you know, it kind of took us a while to get on the pod and I wasn't really open with you, but I just was like, do I want to get on a pod? And I think I've been on such an explore in an exploratory wave of life Mm -hmm. that being on a podcast or some type of underlying thing of like, oh, this person knows something. And I think I'm in such an exploratory part of my own life that I don't even identify as someone that would be interviewed. Mm -hmm. And it was personal like hurdle for me to honestly even get on here today. And I'm really like, I'm so happy about this conversation because I feel like we were able to just kind of let it rip and, and really share our hearts and stuff. So I'm super super grateful for that. And I'm excited for the listeners because I know it's no accident that we're all on this audio airwave together right now. And Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see what this can turn into. And I'd also love to stay in all of your lives. So, um, you know, shoot me a DM or something. And if you heard us on the, on this Bulletproof Hygiene podcast, let me know you came from here, but um, I'd love to, you know, if, if that something here served you, I'd love to know what, and um, how you apply it to your life. I love it. Well, I really love that you're here right now today and that you are actively living out the values that you shared with us during the podcast by being here, overcoming that like of discomfort and, and uh, the question mark, like the internal question mark. I just love that. I just love that you're here with us. So thank you so much for doing that for yourself and for everyone who's listening right now. Um, to everyone who's listening, everyone for joining us for this episode. And if you are interested in connecting with KK, the easiest way I think is to follow her on Instagram and her handle is at Carissa Kuchis. It's K-A-R-I-S-S-A-K-O-U-C-H-I-S. And don't forget to join us on Mighty Networks um, by downloading the app and searching Bulletproof Hygiene to kind of get in on the current hygiene conversation to have um, constant dialogue with Sharice and I. And with the Bulletproof Hygiene community, really thankful for this time that we got to spend together. Hope you all have a great week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Bulletproof Hygiene Podcast. We hope you've had as much fun as we have. Don't forget to click subscribe for a lot more where this came from. We appreciate your support and promise to keep the hygiene gems coming. 
Keep track of upcoming Bulletproof Hygiene events by visiting bulletproofhygiene.com or download the Mighty Networks app and search Bulletproof Hygiene to stay connected. We want to hear from you.